we do a good job and I receive tons of compliments from, um, you know, competition colleagues, other realtors saying, you know, compliments on how you guys have presented your home. Uh, my buyers absolutely loved it. And I think to myself, you know, a month before we staged the home or the condition of the home, when we first started the process, I mean, what a difference. And uh, it's, it's great to hear. And you see the excitement in the, in the seller's faces when, you know, you've got three, four or five offers of these people that are, you know, really wanting the home because the emotion has been created. Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome to episode 163 of KT Confidential. I'm Adrian and this is Steve Cicchetto, former realtor on the KT team, now broker on the KT team. Oh, wasn't expecting that. Thank you. Happy yeah, to be here. Thanks for the invite. I surprise you. I think I was like kicking you off the team or something. <laughs> you, you, you threw me a curveball 30 yeah. seconds in. <laughs> yeah. Um, Thanks for joining me today. Oh, my pleasure. Great topic. Yeah, I uh, it's something that comes up often and it definitely warrants uh, conversation. So uh, I'm glad that it, it was of interest to you as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, especially in, you know, as we talked about these, these hot markets, people seem to think that, you know, regardless of what's done, it's, it's going to sell, but there's more yeah. than just that. Yeah. You know, what's interesting yesterday, um, kind of off topic, but relative, I suppose, to everything we talk about. Um, I was reading a listing and in the remarks, the broker remarks, they said, um, holding offers on a certain date, whatever the date was, it's irrelevant, but we'll consider preemptive offer. And it said, no notice will be given. So, so what that means for those listening is a preemptive offer is an offer that comes in before a scheduled offer date. And generally speaking, what you should do in those cases is as soon as an offer comes in preemptively, you're working the phone, texting, calling, emailing everybody that's expressed interest, everybody that's been through the house to try and generate more interest in the home. Because even though you have that one offer, um, assume presumably a strong offer, you still want to get more people involved. But this person... Yeah, yeah, they specifically wrote no notice to be given, which means they are not they they are saying that they're not obligated to inform any anybody of the preemptive offer, which is <laughs> it makes no sense to me. Other than being lazy, why on earth would you not want to? I was just going to ask that. I mean, what's what's the motivation to that? You're doing such a disservice to your client. I mean, when you're selling is your primary purpose. I mean, obviously the yeah. experience is very important, but aren't you trying to get top dollar? Well, that's, that's exactly it. It makes no sense. The only time, and the only time I've seen that, well, not the only time, but the most frequent time I see that this scenario happen, not necessarily wording it in such a way, but actually the practice of that uh, happening where other realtors are not notified is when it's a bit shady and the listing agent is also representing the buyer. Yeah, for sure. Oh, you didn't get my phone call. Oh, my office was supposed to reach out to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyways, um, Steve, thanks for joining. So today uh, we are going to be talking about something that's come up. A couple people have mentioned it to me recently, and it's something that I've heard throughout my career and is something that is um, common, more commonly probably thought of or spoken of in a market like we're current, currently experiencing. And that is 
that in a hot market, uh, you don't need to do anything in order to sell the house because the house will sell itself. So the, the mm-hmm. specific circumstance that I had where this was brought up uh, by a prospective uh, client, seller client, uh, was um, with regards to staging. And she did not want to stage and uh, her house was in dire need of it. Um, but she felt that the market was so hot, it wouldn't have made a difference. It's, it's interesting. I mean, when you, you approached me with the topic, it was so timely because my, my last listing, I went through this and I'm currently dealing with a situation where a couple's got personal things going on and and they want to get rid of the house right away. Um, you know, just to kind of move on with life and they don't want to spend the time um, preparing the house, even though that time is only about six weeks. And that's exactly the argument that's been used in both cases is the market is so hot. Is it really going to make a difference? Um, you know, and I, I think our job, and I'm sure we're going to dig a little bit deeper into it, is explaining the significant difference that it does in fact make. Absolutely. Yeah. Um I, you know, I would say in any market, good or bad, you know, buyer's market or seller's market, the efforts made to sell are no different. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was trying to think of if, if in one market versus the other, they're more important. And I, I don't think so at all. Um, I think it just comes down to the premise of there's a way to sell and that way to sell successfully, there's a way to sell successfully. And that method uh, should be applied to every market type, whether it's oh. good or bad. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we've, uh, the last few years, I mean, the last couple of years, it's been such a strong seller's market, but there's certainly been dips within the market where you've got, you know, a pocket of four to six weeks where you do have, um, I don't want to say a surplus, but you've got more inventory than you did the previous quarter or whatever. Um, but we see it time and time again. I mean, we can go on MLS now and see the homes that haven't been either prepared or marketed properly, and they're just using the MLS as as their only marketing. A direct comparable to that home, um, you know, was selling for tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars more. What I was going to say, the last listing that I had, Again, I was challenged, um, you know, is it really worth it preparing the home, doing this, doing that? Uh, and I said, yes. I said, listen, this this small investment will bring you a significant return. And it, and it paid out to be the case. I mean, when we had originally valued the home, we had valued it based on a comparable four doors down that sold for 1.1. We'd valued right. our home at about 1.15. And then, you know, with a small investment, I think it was around $20,000, we painted, we changed the floors, we ended up getting $175,000 more just by creating that emotion. Um, So it it makes a huge difference. And anytime you look, you can find examples of that. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's not uncommon that people are hesitant or reluctant or, you know, not easily convinced that it's worth the time and effort. But most people are, are persuaded. I find, you know, we're usually Mm -hmm. able to persuade people to trust us Mm -hmm. and we've been doing, you know, if the team's been running for a decade now and it's been a best practice of ours since day one, um, the stage, you know, what staging is, has evolved over that time. In the beginning, it was, you know, uh, me and Ariel, um, 
<laughs> doing everything ourselves. We had a our trunk full of, oh my goodness, you should, he used to drive a three series BMW. And for some reason, his trunk was bigger than my full-sized Acura. Um, and uh, we would just jam it packed with paintings and artwork and clock like big clock for this wall and which now sits in our uh, office on the wall and it does not work um and we would do that all ourselves so that has evolved into we hire professionals to do it um but back then i don't even know that that was really an option because staging wasn't as common uh so i, I don't gonna, know how many companies existed as you were as you were talking though i mean even 10 years ago, let's, let's say six years ago, um, yeah. what you were doing, I mean, is obviously not to the extent that we do now with the staging that's done, but even then at that level, I'm sure it differentiated the KT team from the majority out there and made a huge difference in the presentation of the homes. Yeah. Well, this, the staging, um, shortly, well, shortly before we got into, um, uh, real estate, the, one of the motivators for uh myself uh, and ariel was that we had both sold our houses at the same mm -hmm. time so from my experience at the time as it pertains to staging was the realtor came over he was the recognizable one in my neighborhood his sign was always up and i ran into him one day on the street as he was putting a sold sign up and i you know had a quick chat with him anyways the day before he was coming in to shoot photos for us he said, okay, go to Walmart and get a picture for the wall. And get, oh, wow. You know, he gave me a bunch of things to give us a big list of things to do. So my now wife, Alicia, um, we ran to Walmart. It was like 11 o'clock at night. Um, we ran to Walmart, just jam-packed our cart full of stuff that we will never use again. I don't, I don't even know if we have anything. I'm sure that we have nothing from that sale. Uh, from that shopping experience I hope you used it when you first started staging at least got some use out of the place i don't think i was that <laughs> forward thinking to think that it would ever come in handy again <laughs> um but yeah we did everything ourselves and i think that was more common back then and and it's it's great that you say that because i think when you bring up staging or even when you bring up marketing in general to people, there's this stigma attached about the work involved. And I think it becomes very intimidating to people. And I think we do a good job of kind of explaining the process and talk about our process and yeah. what a difference it actually makes. But I, I think there's a huge, huge misunderstanding of, of the value and the why that you do these things. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and it so that's where where it all comes down to the 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 condition of the market is irrelevant. Mm -hmm. All that we know is that one consistency is the psyche of a buyer, and mm -hmm. when it comes to trying to sell a product, whatever the product is, to a buyer, um, the same rules apply. And if you mm -hmm. can get a buyer uh, overly enthusiastic and excited about buying this house, in this case then that buyer will pay more than someone who just sees it as a means to an end. Absolutely. And that's, that's part of every single conversation I have in the early stages of, you know, the value that we provide. I mean, I, I, it's, it's my, it's our responsibility to create that emotion when people walk into a home. And I think, I mean, homes is obviously what we're talking about, but as soon as you can hit somebody at an emotional level, um, you know, then you're, then you're starting to, to hit, um, 
you know, what people are willing to pay for a home and really wanting the home and not being afraid if they're in multiple offers because they want that home. You've, you've hit them at that emotional level. And I think that's why um, we do so well, you know, with the homes that we present because we we do a good job. And I receive tons of compliments from, um, you know, competition colleagues, other realtors saying, you know, compliments on how you guys have presented your home. Uh, my buyers absolutely loved it. And I think to myself, you know, a month before we staged the home or the condition of the home, when we first started the process, I mean, what a difference. And uh, it's, it's great to hear. And you see the excitement in the, in the seller's faces when, you know, you've got three, four or five offers of these people that are, you know, really wanting the home because the emotion has been created. Yeah, well, I think we need to do a better job of um, showing the before and after, getting getting mm-hmm. our uh, media department in there to take photos and video uh, prior to doing anything with the house. Because there's a, I've actually had people say, "Oh, you, you know, my, you wouldn't be able to sell my house, or you, you know, your team, uh, not so much that, but more so, your team always has nice listings, basically, and had you know, if they if they were privy to the before shots, they may have challenge you know, accepted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's, uh, but that's a, definitely a compliment from from them. So for sure, and I find it, you know with with a lot of people, and this comes up in the conversations too, they can't see the forest from the trees. You know, like they're they're immersed in their home, they're immersed in their environment, and they they can't see beyond that. Um, and we have the luxury of seeing hundreds of homes a month. So. Uh, that's outside of our home. So we do see the potential of what can be created uh, and the difference it makes. Well, and when, when you're working with buyers, so let's say you have somebody who uh, you go to buy a house with them first and then they sell their house. Uh, I've had this conversation with many of those people where as they're out looking at a few dozen houses, they start to really appreciate the difference between a house where the efforts have been made and Absolutely. the houses where it has not. And they recognize that, wow, like that, I'm I'm really drawn to this other house because it's so nice looking and you get so caught up in the nice frilly stuff that you overlook a lot of the other stuff. And it's, it's, I'm, I'm smirking because that's the other side of the conversation uh, that I have with people. You know, when we're, when we're selling your house um, we're trying to create that emotion, but when we're working together to buy a home, I'm going to pull you back from that emotion and not get sucked into the same thing. Yeah. 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 And just being aware of it is important, Um, but it's, it's no different. Like the same, you know, somebody saying that to me, like, Oh, it doesn't need to be done because the market is strong and the house will sell itself. You know, the same mindset could be said about, you know, a company that's super successful. Let's say Apple is an example. They, you know, somebody could say, well, the iPhone sells itself. If Apple stopped doing press releases and stopped doing marketing campaigns and, you know, they shortcutted the packaging on their phone, their sales would drop dramatically, mm-hmm. right? And other, mm-hmm. other competitors like Samsung or whomever, they would come take over a lot of their market share unquestionably. So, you know, it, it's just undeniable, I think, um, well, I know how effective it is. And, and you, and you raise a great point. I think, um, you know, even in the, in the couple of years since I've been doing this, um, you, you realize how important positioning is because there's companies that, uh, again, competition that, you know, they're doing the same thing five years ago, even two years ago, 
that they're doing today. And I think it is so important, even with staging and, and using social media and different marketing techniques, um, you have to stay current. I mean, you bring up Apple. I mean, I think Apple, Tesla is another example. I mean, they've done a phenomenal job of staying current. You know, if Tesla is doing the same thing uh, as Ford was doing 10 years ago, and that's not a slam on Ford because I drive a Ford, um, <laughs> you know, it, doing the same thing that they, they, their competition was doing 10 years ago, they wouldn't have the impact that they have today. So that, that positioning and staying current is so important. Yeah. Well, actually you bring up a good thing. And I, you know, one thing that I always um, sought out to do as we got into real estate was just to, because I was really underwhelmed with my experience and I felt like there was a huge lack of service and a big void in the market that needed to be filled. Um, I always wanted to raise consumer expectations so that they, you know, they didn't just hire their best friend's brother's aunt because that's who they were told to go talk to, but they actually had a, a good understanding for what to expect and the type of services that they should get. And, um, you know, I believe that that is happening. I think, mm -hmm. you know, as we get out to see more houses that are showcased really nicely, actually, I've, I've, I've been in, uh, back in the day when we were doing open houses, just a couple of years ago, you know, you'd have an agent come through with their client during the open house. And there was little shots that jabs that their client was giving to their agent saying, Oh, where was this in my house? <laughs> nice. Um, so, you know, as that stuff is happening, um, while we're not there, they're still showing houses, you it's, know, that stuff's happening there. Those agents are going to adapt. It's, it's amazing to me though. You know, you, you see the, the adapting with, with a small percentage of the agents and the progressive agents, but it's, it's absolutely amazing to me still how many agents are tall charging top dollar to their client, but doing nothing other than just posting it on MLS. I mean, cleaning a house, you know, that's, that's 50% of the battle. If, if you've got a, a spotless clean house, I mean, even outside of staging, you walk into a house that has smells and dirt and guck everywhere. You're done. You're absolutely done. Yeah. But I mean, we see that so often. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, as I mean, social media plays a big role in the enabling uh, us to do stuff like that and educating homeowners and buyers and investors as to what sort of expectations they should have. Mm -hmm. uh, so we just need to keep pumping away there and doing podcasts yeah. like this. So they know what to get, what they should be getting when they hire somebody or interview somebody. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I, I think what's important to bring up too is, you know, marketing isn't just putting up a few pictures of a home. I mean, we're marketing your home before We've even signed a listing agreement. I mean, things like the podcast, things like the blogs, things like the social presence, um, that's that's all pre-marketing, you know? And then you sign that listing agreement, you're ready to go. We've got our in-home marketing stuff. We've got our table talkers. We've got um, the VIP, you know, all the stuff that we do. And then the marketing continues post-marketing because quite often what happens is people who've seen your home, even clients, other realtors, then all of a sudden they start following you. So it's, it's, I really see three pillars to marketing and I think we do a good job of that. Yeah. Well, that's actually a good point you bring up is um, the in-home marketing aspect of it, which applies to online stuff as well. And that, but from the perspective of um, showcasing, well, two things, one is showcasing all the features. I can't count the number of times I'll walk into a house and I'll see a feature uh, what I would presume or interpret to be a feature that adds value, but it's mentioned nowhere in the listing, things like a 
central humidifier, whole home humidifier, or uh, built-in speakers, or central vacuum, or something of that nature. You know, there's an easy thousand bucks of value that it would cost somebody to go and get, um, or more. You know, it adds up very quickly, and they're mentioned nowhere in the listing. So, yeah. if if we didn't note it as we we're walking around, our clients potentially buy the house, they move in, and then they're like. Oh my goodness. I get, I have oh, central wow. vacuum and, you know, have all these features if they knew about that beforehand, which is why we do the in-home marketing and we're so detailed mm-hmm. in our features in the brochure, uh, it just, they, they perceive more value and they'll pay more. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, selling a house, I know there's, there's a lot of pushback now about, you know, prices being driven up and this, that, the other. Well, when you're selling a house, you know, that's, that's our job is, is get you as much money for that house as we can. And all of yeah. those things, be it a thousand bucks, be it 10,000 bucks, add that value. I get a lot of flack for that on social. They're like, oh, you're the problem. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> yeah. TikTok is it's the best for, for that conversation. Yeah. Oh, that's you right. damn selfish real estate agents raising the prices. Yeah. Until you're ready to sell your home, then you're going to be the first one that gets called. Well, that's Ariel and I talked about this not long ago. We had. Um, there was a guy that lived a couple streets over from, from the two of us. We we're next door neighbors yeah. for the listeners or viewers, not aware of that. And uh, we were, we did a big uh, event in our neighborhood where we had a big bouncy castle and barbecue. And we were collecting uh, money through various means, like a 50, 50 draw to donate money to the hospital. And this one guy that lives on the street where we held it. Can you hear me? Okay. I'm getting a weird feedback in my mic. Mm -hmm. yeah you're good this one guy on the street where we held the event he started texting ariel and giving him a hard time saying it was a you know we were using this um uh charitable event as a front for marketing ourselves and he he slammed the door on me a couple of times uh and over the course of a year that i had knocked on his door but in the end he hired us to sell his house uh, he actually didn't hire us to sell that house. He didn't, he, that's okay. how much he hated us, but the oh. next house he sold, which was a few streets away, he called us because I guess through his experience, uh, selling the first house, he was like, no, oh, this isn't so good. Maybe I should call those guys that are so active in the oh. area. Yeah. Um, so yeah, people yeah, want a, the good it's agents. amazing when the shoe's on the other foot. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, well, I, uh, I don't, don't have anything else to say. I wanted to get that point across that no matter what the market is, uh, whatever the market conditions are, you know, our best practices, you know, I hold, hold and stand true to them. I think they're important to follow regardless of what's happening in the market. Yeah, so. absolutely. And, and you know what, it's so important. And I think we do a good job at, at making people realize, you know, that month, month and a half in the big picture it's so worth it. I mean, you're potentially going to make a year's income, you know, in that, in that month, month and a half by just being a little patient and just rolling your sleeves up or getting help to do it. Uh, it's, it's so worth it and so important because not a lot of there's, there's not a lot of competition when you raise the bar to that level, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Well, that's a good point when you put it, when you put it into uh, perspective of income and dollars into your pocket. Um, and and what I find is, you know, people, when, when you're trying to negotiate, there's, there's kind of two parts of the equation. There's the top end and the bottom end. And people are always looking at how much money they're potentially saving and not how much money they're 
potentially going to make. And I, I love having this pushback as part of the conversation because in almost every case, um, what you're going to make by properly preparing your house is going to more than compensate all the fees that you think you're going to save by not preparing your house. So at the end of the day, it's it's more money in the client's pocket, objective achieved, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And I've, I've never had somebody that hired us that said at, at the end of the day, after the, everything was done, nobody has ever said, I think this was unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Everyone's, everyone consistently will say, wow, like, I'm so glad you persuaded me to do this because I'm really happy with the outcome. And yeah, they, they, you know, once, once they believe they're, uh, they're sold. Yeah, absolutely. So cool. thanks for joining me. Uh, it was nice to, Pleasure. nice to have you on here, Steve. And, um, thank you everybody for watching or listening. And we ask you, uh, to take the 20 to 30 seconds to like the podcast and follow us. We post one of these every Monday morning and we appreciate your support.